It's October 14, 2021, and it's a Thursday, and this is The Hero's Path. That's that's it. That's the podcast. Welcome to The Hero's Path podcast. Uh, it's Ryan and Zach. We're going to talk about Breath of the Wild. Uh, Today we're going to talk about all the story of Breath of the Wild. Yeah, uh, the story of Breath of the Wild. How this game came to be. Let's go over to the development cycle in great detail. <laughs> the year is 2010. What Miyamoto comes out on stage. He says the next Zelda game will come out next year. <laughs> I mean, I don't actually remember what happened in 2010 with the Zelda series, but that's probably true. Um, I don't remember. I don't remember when Skyward Sword was. It was I wish I had time to research that joke. It was like 2012, I think. That sounds right in my head. I think it was 2012. So yeah, him coming out and saying, oh yeah, the next game's out next year is probably mm-hmm. accurate. Because I think every game at some point came, is coming out next year and then things get pushed back. Yes. Uh, no, we're not talking about that. That was a joke. Ha 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 ha. Uh... What I, I mean played... is that in this episode, for this episode, Zach ran all over Breath of the Wild, the world of Hyrule, and he found all of the parts of it that are story. Yeah, there are discrete memories in the game located in places uh, that give you actual voiced cutscenes that kind of detail the, a lot of the story of the game. They're like the backstory. Yeah. Uh, you get a quest from Impa early on about this, where she's like, "Hey, you should go." F- or no, it's as part of like the opening salvo of quests. After you get out of the uh, the Great Plateau, mm-hmm. you recover. You go to Pura to recover functionality of your tablet. Yes. And you find a bunch of photos on there of places, and that's you get kind of the hint from Pura and Impa, like, "Oh." Those are ones Zelda must have taken back in the day. I bet if you find those places, you might be able to remember some of your lost memories. And so that's the impetus. And so you have to go, it's like a picture find thing where, I guess it's not a picture find thing. You're given a picture and it's like of a, some kind of vista. And you have to, in your travels around Hyrule, figure out where that is. uh, And then go to there and there's a little glowy spot on the ground when you get close enough and that triggers a cutscene. How many um of these like visual abstractions like the glowy spot on the ground do we get in the game? I feel like other than that and like a wolf explodes into a piece of meat. I guess wolves don't do that, but you know what I mean? You're saying like like UI yeah, yeah. elements almost on the ground. I mean, a lot of that is abstracted in like, what's the word I'm looking for? You get a lot of pedestals on the ground. Yeah. And that kind of ends up fulfilling the same thing, but in a way that it's like not, that is just a physical object in the world. Yeah. But it still has the same gameplay function. Sure. Uh, The side notes to this is, oh, the one thing I did, I, I'd forgotten uh, is that by doing it just one memory and go, going to talk to Impa, she will give you the champion's tunic. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it's just the tunic. For some reason in my head, I thought there was like a whole outfit. 
Uh, nope. There no, it's just that it's there's just the top. no matching pants. There's no matching pants. So there's does no that matching mean... hat, which makes sense because you don't see any match. Like we didn't see a, a Zelda hat or a Link hat in the the preview footage. We saw him wearing this blue shirt. And we were so like, does that mean that like the traditional Breath of the Wild Link outfit? means he's like wearing just the regular hylian pants there i believe that that the hylian pants are the the canonical pants i think so that's what i remember matching them with but i have not like checked that image against the image in like the trailers that that's so weird is the canonical pants the canonical pants well he's also in smash brothers in that outfit oh yeah he's got that outfit and then the uh outfit i'm gonna get next week uh and okay no that's interesting i just i had forgotten that um when you wear this you get to see enemies health bar if you're into that sort of thing weirdo uh so let's get into it so so yeah you get all the memories and there's a final memory afterwards and i went around i i'd played the game before so i knew where they were all at so i watched them all in sequence uh and then uh also watched them again just now on youtube to refresh my memory so, but you, when you were running around, you didn't find them in, like, the cr- chronological order, did you? The first time I played the game, I did not find them in chronological order. In fact, some of the very later ones are really easy to find. Uh-huh. Um, and they're pretty all over the place. Uh, and then this, this time, time around, oh, this time around I ran into them, but I didn't ever pick any of them up. I didn't go interact with any of them. But when you were doing it just now... In preparation for this episode, did you specifically walk around to find them oh, all yeah. in chronological order? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, who's yeah, yeah. a weirdo? Me. Uh, cool. Let's get into it. Okay. Uh, there's how many of these? 16? Like 13? No, wait, you're right. 14. It's 14, and then there's the, actually the four uh, cutscenes where you see the other champions are like also siloed into this. Yes. But story-wise, um, they don't matter, so it's not really worth it to talk about it's it's interesting um that they are they are placed in a chronological order along with these and so there's some amount of thought going into when is link having these conversations with the uh champions but no it's not very interesting there's some thought about that but also if you like track all the places that link and zelda go it's this giant crisscross all around hyrule over the course of these things track that no but like if you in my head i'm like okay if you actually tried to track that it would be nuts well we don't have any idea how much time takes place in between memories yeah yeah um but you know it because they want to put these memories all over the map Mm -hmm. obviously it's going to imply some weird traveling stuff so it's good yes Okay. okay memory number one memory number one it's a ceremony they're at this little, um, the word I use in the notes is plaza. I don't know if that's a good word. It has a name uh, that oh, I yeah. knew until I was prompted to remember just Uh-oh. now. Oh. It's right in front of Hyrule Castle Town. To the south of Hyrule Castle Town, there's a little podium area. I'm going to pull up the map. Yeah, you got to find the right name. It's the kind of place where you would get your graduation pictures taken. Extremely. Sacred Ground Ruins. So I guess at this point they're just the Sacred Grounds? That's right. They don't get very ruined, though, do they? Uh, I mean, ruined enough. Okay. Not at as ruined as some at stuff. At the park across the street, yeah. Um, 
And there's Zelda is doing like a ceremony to like anoint Link as the chosen champion of the goddess while the yes. other champions look on and have another conversation very rudely while she's trying to do this. Yeah, and not quietly either. No, not at all. <laughs> um in, okay, I I want to I had a I had something I was going to bring up. There's the first half of what she says that is audible and then there's a second half she says while the others are talking that I couldn't piece together. Oh, but people have pieced that together. Yeah, and I found it. So we oh, can, good, we can, good. Okay. So I I can read what she said if we want to go through the whole thing. Um, or not? You don't have to. Like, what are the main details? Uh, basically, you know, the part we hear is she talks about that the the uh, you're Link, you're the hero guy because the Master Sword shows you you have been chosen worthy of the blessings of the goddess Hylia. Uh, she says the line, whether skyward bound adrift in time or steeped in the glowing embers of twilight, the blade is forever bound to the soul of the hero. And then the not obvious part is forged in the, the long distant past, the sword that seals the darkness, guardian of Hyrule, ancient steel, forever bound to the hero. In the name of God is highly, I bless you and your chosen hero. Over the seas of time and distance, when we need the golden power of the goddess, our hope rests in you to be forever by the hero's side. Again, we pray that the two of you will grow stronger and be together as one. In so, the original... Okay. Yeah. I say the original stanza has the line, Skyward bound adrift in time, steeped in the glowing embers of twilight. Uh-huh. Which, to that, I'm like, oh man, Wind Waker just gone, obliterated. But yeah. the second stanza has a reference to the sea pretty directly. Yes. And a reference to the words golden power of the goddess, which I'm pretty sure is the Japanese name of Link to the Past. Oh, fun. Kagami no Triforce. Okay. Um, so I think that's where those references, those references were just buried behind everybody else talking. And so, like me. this has implications, arguably for timelines, because I, depend like if you believe the official timeline, which you shouldn't wake up, then this Breath of the Wild is in one timeline and not the other two. I mean, you know, we've talked about how Breath of the Wild pays lip service to that stuff, but then tries to bury it in the ancient past in uh-huh. a way to say, like, we acknowledge that stuff, but we're trying to move away from that stuff in some ways. Well, and didn't someone, maybe Alnuma, maybe someone else, say that, like, this is far enough after everything else that it's, like, the timelines apparently have collapsed I, I don't know that anybody said explicitly that the time has collapsed or anything, but it's okay. just like there, we've talked a lot about, and we said on this podcast about how Ocarina of Time casts the <laughs> We've talked shadow. a lot about, and we've said on this podcast. Uh, well, you know, it, it, we do, we talk about this off the podcast. We do talk about this off the podcast constantly. Ocarina of Time casts a long shadow and everything, all the major games since then have been really in conversation with Ocarina of Time in very direct ways. And, Breath of the Wild really feels like Zelda team's attempt to make a clean break in a lot of ways. Mm. And by siloing off as much of the previous Zelda stuff into this ancient past that they can just kind of obliquely reference and say, like, that was in the ancient past. We're focused on this now. Uh, That's where I see a lot of this going. This is the direction this language is kind of going to me. Okay. Uh, The implication that they know about 
you know, the Skyward Sword hero and the hero of time and the hero of Twilight is weird and wild. And it is, especially when this is a scene with a Zelda and a Link. I want to know what their versions of those stories are in this, because maybe they have those stories, but maybe they're just like not what as they are as present in those games. But like, that'd be cool to see like the diegetic versions of the stories they have in this would be really interesting to me. It Zelda would Link. be, but how do you, how do, like how does that story get you know corrupted over time into a thing where you don't have like the main guy? What do you mean? I mean like. Oh, you're talking about Ganon? No, I mean Link. Well, they know that Link is, like, the new chosen hero. That's what this is. This whole ceremony is about, like, hey, the Master Sword picked this knight guy, so he must be the I new chosen right. hero. That's so what the ceremony have... is. I thought that they were completely ignoring it, but in fact, that's, like, that's, in fact, yeah. what they're talking about. So I'm just yeah. dumb. The Master Sword chose a new guy. That's a big deal. We need to do the ceremony, even if it's kind of stupid. And it's just like the six of us here. Well, uh, and because Daruk Zelda said it's a is good not idea. really into it. She's not doing a very good job. Not at all, because she doesn't care for this mysticism nonsense. Uh, she's a rational mind. Well, and she uh, lacks confidence. Yeah, 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 yeah. They mentioned in this cutscene, she's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, Link's getting his ancient fulfilled prophecy thing, and Zelda's still waiting on hers, which is a theme throughout all these cutscenes. The other thing I want to say is this is, within this game, the earliest scene, right? That isn't like a flashback to 10,000 years ago. And... I... Yeah. So, like, the story of this game starts out with Link with the Master Sword already on his Yes! Yes, it does. So him getting the Master Sword is background. And I really want to know how that happened. I know there's a version of him getting the Master Sword in Age of Calamity. Uh, oh. I, haven't, I have not played Age of Calamity myself to know if, like, you could take that as a version of that event or if the versions in Age of Calamity are, like, you know, stylized or whatever. But I know that does happen in Age of Calamity. I am very much inclined to... Uh, Accept Age of Calamity as, like, uh, able to provide canon material. Yeah. Because maybe, that's more maybe, fun than ignoring it. Yeah, but maybe, you know, they didn't fight 300 Pokeblins <laughs> on the way there. But maybe they did, because there's one of those in this in this collection oh, yeah, of cutscenes, right. too. Uh, did I have any other notes in this section? Uh, oh, I had one other note. Yeah. Oh, I had two other notes. Um, one other note I did want to talk about, uh, the, the, you know, this game has voice acting. A lot of the voice actors are pretty boilerplate stuff. Uh, the voice of Zelda, it's a lady named Patricia Somerset. Um, I feel like a lot of the temperature on her performance is pretty, like, maligned in some circles. People thought she was really overacting in a way. Hmm. Um... And I tried to find, like, I had a memory of her saying something about, like, well, that's just kind of where they directed it. But I couldn't find her saying that. But I did find her in some interviews talking about how she's like, yeah, I just kind of had to tough develop some thick skin for that because people on the Internet will just say terrible things. You just kind of have to understand that that's people on the Internet. Uh, um, she seems pretty She seems pretty cool, uh, Patricia Somerset. That's good. I have to say that I wasn't, like, 
impressed, but I'm not, I'm not, never impressed with voice acting. I'm so cool that whenever I see voice acting in games, I'm like, eh, I could take it or leave it. The problem with voice acting in games is because it becomes like games that have to be fully voice acted and how that like limits the way you can do dialogue at mm. somebody because it's often negatively because it has to be voice acted and so that you run into problems there i also have mostly i think most of my playtime in breath of the wild has been in french that's cool that's fun it is fun it means i don't understand huge swaths of especially this the the spoken stuff <laughs> um but i don't know like that that's what i'm used to i guess and so this stuff where I can tell that the lip sync doesn't match up. It doesn't um, match up in English either. From, of course it doesn't. It should it's match all, up anywhere. It, it matches but, up to the Japanese probably. Oh, no. I don't think it's I've worth even, that much trouble. Maybe even not. I don't know. I haven't watched any of this in Japanese, so I don't know. But, like, I, I, I'm going to go ahead and say that I don't like the voice acting after watching so much of it for, like, watching all these things in order. But, like, my opinion on voice acting doesn't doesn't carry a feather's breadth of weight. Yeah. And you can quote me on that. You can say a feather's breadth of weight. He really wants you to quote him on this, people. There's one other thing that I should probably just bring up here before I forget when we get further in. Watching all of these cutscenes, I'm not a fan. Uh, I was never a fan of Link becoming this discrete character named Link, right? Okay. And then, then them naming him Link. But I think that they should have had link talk in this game um i think i've come i think i've come to the conclusion that like if they're gonna go this direction and do these cutscenes, like not a lot like he doesn't need to be like some terrible modern protagonist who just constantly narrates his actions uh-huh, or whatever uh-huh. but like in these cutscenes, he could have had just a couple lines there's a couple key moments where like he could be he could have a very quiet conversation with zelda and like maybe he doesn't talk to anybody else, but maybe he just talks to Zelda a little bit. Um, if there it, were like if that were that one scene where he does talk, that yeah. would be amazing. People would riot, but it would be very cool. I think. Yeah, and yeah. It, it would be in line with the way they're trying to portray the character in this game. Yeah. Um, because they mention in the the in Zelda's journal that he does talk to her. Right. When, when they when they finally come, you know, here here in a few scenes where they finally come to an agreement, like an accord, you know, they, to come to an accord. Yeah. Like, they do have conversations with each other, so I think that could be very compelling. Maybe they'll do that in the sequel. Probably not. They but probably I like won't. That. I think that they were really into the idea of, like, if the Link that we've been in all these other games were a discrete character, we have to preserve certain parts about him, and the silent grunting guy is going to be part of it. So they were really married to that detail that he doesn't talk. I think they should divorce themselves to that idea just a little bit, but we'll see. I don't know. That that second game could be a lot of things. We'll find out what happens, I guess. Yeah. Uh, that's it for this scene. That actually okay. goes a little bit past this scene. Yep. Uh, scene two is boring. Uh, yes, they're oh, walking no, to not. Goron City, and um, Zelda is being insecure. Like, it's, it's all subtext so yeah. far that Zelda's powers have yet to awaken, and so she asks Link... Um, like supposedly there is a, a voice in the sword. Have you heard the, the voice in the sword? And Link doesn't say anything, but we are, uh, if we're critical watchers, 
able to infer that she's talking about how she thinks she should be able to hear the voice of Hylia or something, and she hasn't. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Well, yeah, well, I, I got a lot to say about the sword, but we'll talk about that uh, towards the end, I think. Okay. Uh, Zelda tries to break into the shrine, scene three. Yeah, so there's... This is weird. This is wrong. The shrines <laughs> shouldn't be above ground yet because they all no. showed up. What? Some of them are. Some of them were like long known things, I'm pretty sure. Oh. Some of them some of them some of them were above ground. Not all of them were above ground. They did That's not all come up. Weird. Yeah. Some of them were known quantities. A lot of them came up later on, and a lot of them you caused to come up in the game, but there were definitely there's some in pictures, or some in these, uh, like I said, that's a tautological argument. Yes. But, um... <laughs> okay, but there's, th- th- there is a shrine. Yeah. And Zelda's at the shrine by herself, and she's talking to herself. She's saying, I can't get into this shrine. And the thing is, if you're watching this, having seen other memories, then you might think that, like, Link is just off camera, like... And she's talking to him about it, but actually she's all alone talking to herself. Uh, she can't manage to get the Sheikah Slate to activate the shrine. Yes. And she wants to activate the shrine. She says yes. out loud, it looks like the the shrines will only open for the guy chosen by the sword. Like, she has figured this out somehow. And she, like, it's important that she says she knows that. Then Link shows up and she gets mad. She yep. tells him off for following her everywhere. He's just following the king's orders, right? Yep. Yep. He just is like, it's my job to protect you, so I'm going to be around you. Uh, that's what he says, stony-faced and silent. Yep. Uh, but she won't have it, and so she just walks away. Yep. And I think that this is really good writing because we have to figure out that – or Zelda could just ask Link, the guy chosen by the sword, who she knows could open the shrine, hey, could you, like, let's work together and open this shrine. But she's so mad that she doesn't bring up that possibility. Uh-huh. And I feel like in every TV show, in every movie, or, like, every dumb TV show in every dumb movie, they would foreground that detail. Like, she would, there would be some moment that like pounds it into the viewer that she specifically is not asking Link to help with this. But in this scene, we have to figure that out for ourselves. And I like that. I like being treated like an intelligent person. Yeah, it's good. Oh, also, is this, this is supposed to be Link's memory that he's recovering, but it includes a bunch of stuff Zelda says before he shows up. Link's got very good hearing, maybe. Because of the pointy ears. <laughs> Link, Nobody what do your eat. elf ears hear? <laughs> oh, that's like the second Lord of the Rings reference in this document. That's great. All right. Cutscene four. Uh, Cutscene four. Desert. Wow. <laughs> uh, can I summarize it? Go. Yeah, please. Zelda is running in the desert. Some Yiga guys are after her. They corner her, or they surround her. They're about to kill her. Then Link saves her. And 
D- does she say anything? Or no, she just she's whimpers? just screaming. Yeah. She's just whimp- whimpering and then, like, breathing heavily uh, for a while as Link just stands there having saved her. And she's staring up at him. And it really seems like we're just, like, trying to get across as overtly as possible how attracted she is to Link in this moment. Yeah, and it plays the L O Z theme in piano, which is real good. I I pop for that at any point. Yeah, it's uh I think this thing, this scene shows up in the journal specifically as like a Oh yeah. Uh, no, is... actually the the journal is it's weirdly like one to one with most of the scene most of the memories. Cause we have a paragraph about uh, it's not very one-to-one, the first one, but the second one is one-to-one. It's, I set out for Goron City to make some adjustments adjustments to Divine Beast by Rudania, and we talked to the thing, and he she says, he must despise me. Uh, so that's what she yeah. was thinking uh, in that scene. And then the third one, I said something awful to him today, blah, blah, blah. I got angry at him. He seemed confused by my anger. How could you tell? He How seemed, could she tell? Yeah, yeah. His, pretty his expressive. facial expression didn't show confusion to me. It showed, you know, basic video game character intensity. Um, I feel terribly guilty, and that guilt only makes me more agitated than I was before. And so here, um, I feel I am unsure to, how to put today's events into words. There weren't any words at the time. Uh, he saved me. Uh, he was there for me. I won't ever forget that. Tomorrow I shall apologize for all that has transpired between us. And then I'll try talking to him. Yeah, that's good. And then, okay, number five. <laughs> number five is wild. There, Link is just sitting on top of a pile of enemy corpses, basically. Yeah. Uh, including, like, three Lionels. So yes! what was that fight? What this was is that a scene about? from Age of Calamity. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's like, <laughs> this is the wreckage of an Age of Calamity fight that we haven't seen. It's another one where, oh, wait. So what is actually the story? Uh, Zelda is like tending to his wounds and telling him to be more careful. And so and we have she, transitioned into, we're like friends now. And she's, it's, it's a lot of just like foreshadowing, like, boy, there's a lot of monster fights. I wonder if Ganon's coming back. Yeah. That seems bad. And then it plays like the, oh, it's the, um, blood moon. Music. The blood moon theme. Yeah. Um, so, this always bugs me because like. It's it, this is a really hard memory to, for me to find, even if it's easy for you to find, Zach. Uh huh. And pro gamer, why is it there? Why were they up there? I mean, that's simply just because that was a fun place for them to put a memory. That's all it is, I guess. Number six. Six is a big one. Six is one I, I remembered very distinctly. Everyone does. It's Zelda and Link, like sitting in a field of flowers while Zelda is just going Instagram on them. Mm -hmm. And then she finds a silent princess and she explains the silent princess. Oh my gosh. It's like me. Cause the (laughs) flower can only thrive in the wild away from its mean dad. Uh Uh-huh. And it's impossible to raise in captivity. Link. Would you take a picture of me with a silent princess? I don't think she says that. Does she say that? I don't no. know that. Oh, okay. She but does. Link would be a good Insta boyfriend. Is that a thing? Oh, boy. Zach. I'm not on Instagram. 
I'm not on Instagram for the record. Um, and then she tries to get Link to eat a frog, and it's yeah, really good. Yeah, she's just like, "Yo, eat this frog," and he he he's hesitant, which is kind of surprising because it seems like Link would eat anything, but you gotta cook it first, I guess. I guess. Uh, yeah, it's a cute scene. It's good. And there's a silent princess there in the wild. And I think this is, is this. Well, let's not worry about that right now. Um, what? Oh, I think the final shot of the game is from this this spot. But oh, I, I think that might be true. Yeah. Um, and then, okay, scene seven is funny. Um, from for for really stupid reasons to me. Okay. Uh, scene seven is like. There's they're, a tree, and Link is just swinging the sword around. They're sitting under a tree in a little, like, one of those traveler shrines, and Zelda's just like, boy, it certainly is raining. And Link is just training silently. <laughs> and Zelda is like, so your dad was a knight, and so you were always going to kind of be like this, and I'm glad that worked out for you. How would you feel if, like, your dad was a knight, and then you didn't want to be a knight? Wouldn't that suck? Yeah. The subtext being that that's her. She doesn't want to be what her dad wants her to be. Uh. Uh. You know. This is a very. Oh, good. Like the the symbolism in this is the silent princess is very overt, but it like it doesn't. It's not like. What am I trying to say? It seems to be bringing up a new angle. In a way that this is something we've already seen. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is this is a this is no new information is presented here. Except that Link has it. a dad. Link has a dad in this setting who was a knight before him. Wow. Uh Link's sporadic family life strikes again. Never know when it's gonna strike, but sometimes Link has family. Mm. Should bring back Errol. She was cool. Do you figure that the, all the do you figure that Link and Zelda have babies and every Link and Zelda are their descendants? I don't think the Links are descendants. Yeah? Generally. I don't think so. Okay. The Zeldas are descendants. I don't think the Links are descendants. I think just a new Link shows up now and again. That makes sense. Uh, oh, the scene is oh, the, the scene is funny to me because it takes place in this little... It's actually a spot I'd seen in the game, like a lot i i like this little spot but it overlooks daya village uh which should not be in ruins right now so the scene oh. specifically avoids looking that direction which is very funny yeah to me. that is funny good <laughs> spot zach i spent a lot of time trying to see like okay how much did they try and cover up that this is just the same map and like there's a couple spots here and there where like they clearly like edited like edited the map to get rid of certain things that shouldn't be there yet well but we're gonna see of, one Oh, yeah, exactly. But a one. lot, of, but a lot of it is very much just like places way out of the way, so they don't even have to think about that, yeah. which is good. Yeah. Uh, link uh, seven, seven is a big one. Uh, no, we're talking about eight. Eight's an even bigger one than seven. Yeah, we're at uh, Zelda's cool apartment tower. <laughs> she has such a cool apartment tower. Ah, uh. and like. She, she clearly just like confiscated this tower because like what are these towers doing you don't need towers to defend something on an island like this no uh no it's just like and it's totally out of the way it's it's like bad for any purpose except for getting away from your dad yes um and, and zelda 
is going on a walk along the, you know, weird little bridge catwalk thing with her boyfriend and saying, wow, we can control the Guardians. And some Sheikah guys down there are, like, <laughs> controlling a Guardian. <laughs> like, barely. Uh, <laughs> it's, like, how do you control a Guardian? Are they, like, thinking at it really hard or what? That's a good Is there question. a guy in there? No. There's definitely not, like, a pilot seat inside of a Guardian. Why this not? is definitely them, like, trying to train it like a dog or something. Okay. And, like, okay. getting... It's like trying to weaponize your Roomba. Mm. And they've managed to, like, kind of weaponize it, probably. And they're like, yeah, this is going to be fine. We can definitely use these things. They're definitely not going to murder us. I like specifically getting to see how the glowy parts glow when it's not Ganon controlling them. Yeah, that's nice. That's nice. I like the. I love the Sheikah guys running around in some of these cutscenes. Oh, yeah. They're very good. And they're then, supposed to be Sheikah are supposed to be this elite guard. They're kind of just doofuses, and it's really, really good for me. And like, there's there hardly anyone gets uh, voicing in this part, right? You have you have not. I was about to say it, Link, but I guess kind of. Uh, <laughs> you have the principal cast. Yeah, the principal, the principal cast all cast. gets voiced, um, but eventually some nobodies are going to get voiced, and it's yes. jarring. <laughs> It's very good. <laughs> but we'll get there later. Um, Zelda is bragging to Link about how good we are with these guardians. And then the castle music appears. It does! I popped for it. I knew I knew it appeared in this game somewhere. And I was like, I'm pretty sure they just play the actual Link to the Past Hyrule Castle theme. And it's the king comes out. Don't king they also play that when he reveals himself after being the old man on the plateau? I think, I'm pretty sure they do, but it's not like as... It's not like as fully okay vocalized as it is here because here he's alive and not a ghost man. Ah, uh, we got King. What is it? Rome Bosphoramus Hyrule. I love that name so much. It's very good. Bosphoramus. Uh, he shows up and like just hollers at his daughter for a while. Um. Yes, he's so mad that she hasn't gained her goddess powers. Yep. And she's like, I've been trying, and it's not working, so I'm working on this technology stuff instead. And his response is, well, it's the technology stuff that's getting in the way. Mm. It's because you be on that phone. <laughs> um, And he says in his journal, he has a journal too, um, that he feels really bad about uh, yelling at her. Basically, mm -hmm. that's he says that that the reason her sacred powers still won't awaken is because she's spending all her efforts playing at being a scholar. But he's sad because she lost her mother before she could learn more from her. Yep. Blah blah blah. I, this is the central conflict of the story. Yes, of, like of, of Zelda's personal story is her kind of not seeing eye to eye with her dad. Um, I don't know that it resolves well in the context of that, which we'll get to here in a few scenes. Uh, no, let's uh, let's keep going. <laughs> let's keep going. Uh, we go to the uh, Spring of Power. And Zelda praying at the Spring of Power is in her uh, big, foofy, white, like, nightgown. Yeah. That she... Uh, 
Is she in this in other scenes? Because I know she's wearing this when she shows up at the end. She's where it shows up in the end wearing this because she went to the uh, every time she goes to one of these springs, she wears it as part of the prayer. And so from because of the sequence of events hap- that happens okay. when Ganon shows up, she's just in that outfit for the remainder. I gotcha. Um, so this whole scene, so the, so the scene plays out and she's trying to pray and then the prey becomes her just venting, which becomes her like getting real mad mm-hmm. and frustrated. Um, all of this imagery here is straight out of Skyward Sword. So this is where the 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 cutscenes really start to pull from Skyward Sword, and you know, I, I a lot of this game pulls from Skyward Sword in my mind, and this specifically is. So in Skyward Sword, the Zelda in that game travels around to the various springs uh-huh. and prays at them, similarly to what Zelda's doing here. And in doing that, she realizes her powers i guess as a reincarnation of the goddess hylia okay and so what zelda in breath of the wild is doing is like trying to do that same thing to realize her powers as a reincarnation of the goddess she's already been to we established in the previous scene that she's already been to the spring of courage we didn't see that happen um the expectation at least for this zelda seems to be Maybe if I pray at the Spring of Courage, I'll get my Hylia powers. But since that didn't work, maybe if I pray at the Spring of Power, I'll get my Hylia powers. Yeah. So she's not exactly expecting to go around to all three, but she's going to. She's like, it should have manifested at some point. Mm -hmm. Um, The nature of these powers is weird, and I don't exactly know what the game thinks it is. No, it's... uh, What... uh, should we step we should out of time about... for a second? Uh, we can if we want to get dig into this right now. Okay. Um, later on, we're going to... Apparently, her powers manifest when the Triforce appears on her hand and she deactivates a bunch of Guardians. Yes. Spoiler alert. Um, then, she's going to go to Hyrule Castle and... Contain Ganon in a large organic looking sack. Right? Yeah. And so when when they talk about the sealing power that she apparently is looking for, uh the the power to contain Ganon, I think is what's what's being used there. I think that we have to understand if the power being referred to as coming from the goddess Hylia is a sealing power, then that must be the power that she uses in Hyrule Castle at the, you know, while Link is getting into the Shrine of Resurrection. Yeah, so it's confusing to me for a couple reasons. Mm-hmm. Because it it follows that that should be just it, but it uses the Triforce imagery. Yes. It is, her power activating is is signified by the Triforce showing up on her hand as if she is one of the people that has the Triforce now. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is weird and specific because that's not what the Hylia power ever was. Hylia was like a protector of the Triforce, but she, like, I don't think, if I'm remembering Skyward Sword right, she doesn't, like, wield the Triforce. Does the Triforce show up in Skyward Sword? It shows up at the very end because part of the plot at the very end is link going through 
a medley dungeon and assembling the Triforce. Okay. And so, then it shows up as like this thing that you're trying to get to at the very end. So you couldn't say in when when Zelda is using uh, Hylia powers in Skyward Sword that she has part of the Triforce. That wouldn't make sense to say that she has part of the Triforce. The original Hylia, I don't... Th- I'm trying to remember. Maybe the original Hylia did use the Triforce to do some things, but Zelda in Skyward Sword isn't like using the Triforce in that way. She never uses the Triforce in that okay. in, in Skyward Sword. I so it's a little it's 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 mixing up yes its imagery in I, a way that's confusing. I to think me. that Breath of the Wild perhaps has a new and exciting idea of what the Triforce is. I kind of hope so. I think it could go that direction because if the next game just ends up being a Triforce hunt, I'm probably I mean I'll, I mean I like it, but like that feels like a step back maybe a little bit um We're, it, when we get back into like it could depend on how it's executed yeah but like so much of you know ocarina of time and post ocarina of time stuff is all about the triforce splitting and moving between people and well I, stuff like that, that i, I don't really like that. the idea of the, the 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 ocarina uh based stuff of different people just having the triforce and or having triforces I really like that as a conceit, as a, like the driving idea of these legends is that this holy power is being held by different people who are fighting over it. Mm. Um, but I think there's a way to do it, but I'm I'm very curious to see where Breath of the Wild presumably lands, or the sequel presumably lands on this. Um, we can say, yeah, that Breath of the Wild is not explicit about where or what the Triforce is. Yeah. And the exactly. fact that Zelda uses it as her emblem, sort of, when she uses magic or holy power, um, could mean that she contains part or all of the Triforce in her. Yeah. Or it could mean just that that's the uh, logo <laughs> of the power that could she's just straight, using. That could straight up just be, yeah, just that's just the power of Hylia manifests as that on her hand while she's doing cool Hylia stuff. That could just straight up just be that and nothing more. Yeah. So, and it also appears um, as like a target on anything that you want Link to shoot at. Is that the is that the reticle when you lock onto something? No, in the boss fight of this game. Oh, I just forgot the boss of this game entirely. This game has an end. What? Yeah, it, it ends eventually after you play that. Genshin Impact for a while. We haven't done the Genshin Impact episode. Shush. We might. Uh, um, <laughs> might. Okay, but here's my question. Going back to the okay. Shrine of Power. Okay. Zelda is mad that her Hylia power has not manifested. Yes. She says, what is wrong with me? And as sensitive readers, we are supposed to understand there's nothing wrong with you, Zelda. There's something wrong with something else. Yeah. Or She's trying. is there something wrong with her? Because... I don't see why I, I don't see a why she hasn't gotten this power um, unless she's just not supposed to. And I don't see why exactly she unlocks it when she does. I, I don't know the answer to the second thing. Okay. Like, we'll get into that here in a couple cutscenes about like why it unlocks. It's really weird. Uh-huh. But... I mean, it could just be anything. It could, I mean, we they very explicitly in the in the the journal entries talk about how like well her mom's not there to help her do it, and like presumably 
like the royal line of queens like was able to pass down that knowledge that's but right because her because her mom died at an early age that knowledge was lost i because... forgot that i actually found the answer somewhere and so like that's my impression of what's going on there and so she's you know trying too hard zach you're close okay what is it um it's pretty good because i think that the answer is implied in the king's journal but in such a way that it, he's he doesn't think that that's the answer, right? Because okay. he believes that it's because she is frittering away her time with computers. Because she'd be on that phone. Um, Zach, uh, sorry, Zelda, no, the king, Daphnes, no. Rome. Rome, writes. Zelda finally reported back after her visit to the fountain. This would be the spring of courage that we haven't seen it seems her sacred sealing power right sealing power that's why i insist that this power is associated with sealing has still yet to awaken it has been a year and three months since her mother passed perhaps she is held back by heartache too deep to heal i think that is what's going on probably um without that sentence the storyline in these cutscenes becomes quite a bit harder to parse because Zelda does have an emotional arc. She is like growing up, but it's not clear why the, like growing up at this particular point causes her to have her mutant power awakening. Um, but in the context of realizing that she is very, very sad about her mom dying. I think that we can then interpret everything up to this point through that lens. Zelda yeah. is mad at Link not just because her power hasn't awakened, but because she's scarred by the loss of her mother. Yep. And um, getting to be friends with Link, she doesn't have a good relationship with her father. So getting close to Link is what allows her to open up. And when she, uh, when that connection to Link is associated with a moment of caring about him intensely, then her heart opens up and the power arrives. So I solved the problem. Let's get back to the game. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Uh, where were we? Oh, well, Link and Zelda ride horses next. Oh yes. Um, I I thought this was interesting that she she's talking about the royal white horse. Um, which we've discussed before, I think. And uh, she's saying, oh, I, I was thinking maybe I would make it make him earn the royal saddle or whatever, the regalia of the royal horse. But I decided to be nice. I'm trying to be more empathetic um, and give him the benefit of the doubt. And the like, since we're supposed to be reading this story in terms of her emotional growth, having her talk out loud about her own emotional growth in not a totally non-disingenuous way is funny to me. Yeah. And then she says, see that mountain over there? She, <laughs> she does. She 100% does. And I laughed so hard. Because <laughs> there's like five mountains, lady. <laughs> She does the she does the Todd Howard voice. It's so good. <laughs> She's talking oh. about Mount Laneru, where yeah, the Spring but... of Wisdom is. 
I stop listening after she says, see that mountain? And I just start laughing immediately. <laughs> um, and the, that's where the spring of wisdom is. But you can't go there until you're 17. Which is yep. an odd. What are the rules for getting into the other springs? It's like 16 and then 16 and a half. <laughs> it's like trying to get your learner's permit, basically. I guess. Um, I think that it's. Uh, it gives a reason for the spring of wisdom to be the last one because we the players know that zelda is associated with the triforce of wisdom and we would expect that to be like the it should be the first place you go it's the most likely to awaken any triforce powers you have that's that that's your one you're the blue one you go there yeah and then we go there in the next cutscene Hold on. I just want to oh. check. Um, ba, ba, ba. Oh, okay. So she's saying in this cutscene, I turn 17 tomorrow. And I'm going, going to go to that mountain once I am legal to go to a mountain. In the her diary, uh, she has her last two entries. The last entry says, I turned 17 today. This means that that means this is the day I will finally be allowed to train at the Spring of Wisdom. So, did I say s Spring of Wisdom or did I say Strang of Wisdom? You said Spring. Okay, that's weird. I heard myself say Strang. So she's writing this journal entry in the morning before she goes there. She's gonna have a terrible day. <laughs> <laughs> that means that this penultimate entry in the diary is from. Before she turned 17, and she says, I had a dream last night. So I think that this must be a an entry from before this conversation she has with Link on horsies. Okay? Sure. So let's look at this, because this basically qualifies as a Zelda cutscene in itself, this journal entry. I had a dream last night. In a place consumed by darkness, a lone woman gazed at me, hailed, haloed by blinding light. Sorry, this says binding light, but I don't think that's right. I sensed she was dot 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 not of this world. I don't know if she was a fairy or a goddess. What's the difference? But she was beautiful. Her lips spoke urgently, but her voice did not reach me. Would I have heard her if my power was awoken? Or was my dream simply a manifestation of my fears? I'm sure I will know the answer soon, whether I wish to or not. Zach, do you care to interpret this? I mean, not really. Um, I'm trying to think. It's interesting that the woman is not identified um, because then we are as free to interpret it as being Goddess Hylia as Zelda's mother. And then we start to think about how Hylia and Zelda's mother might have, like, identical roles in her psychology. Yeah. I say it could be, you could make all sorts of interpretations of that, but I guess it has to be, you know, it, it, it could just be a vision, right? It could just be her wanting this Hylia power and yes. just coming up with, okay, well, yeah, I'm going to have a dream about that because I want it. So... That would be a more compelling interpretation if this were not a video game. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. Tricky to say. 
I don't think it's... Do you remember the dinosaur comic about how, like, complaining that dreams in fiction are so significant when dreams in real life are so meaningless? I don't. Oh, okay. Well, the premise of that comic is that dreams in fiction are significant. Uh, generally. Well. I don't know. I don't... I don't have too much to, to, to say on the matter of is that. Okay. I don't. The unless next something day. Ha- unless something else happens, I don't think that's going to be too much of an interesting thing going forward. Zelda is 17 years old. So she Happy went birthday. up to the Spring of Wisdom in her nightgown. And we know that it is very cold up there. It is very cold. But, I mean, Link probably brought, like, potions. Oh, yeah. He's probably pretty responsible. We get the very the it's kind of a longer cutscene of what's up? Uh well, um No, no, go ahead. We get the longer cutscene of Link and Zelda coming back and all the champions are there. Uh and they're talking about like, boy, I guess that didn't work, we'll have to try something else. And then Ganon shows up. Mm-hmm. Boom boom boom. As as they're it's it's pretty cool because um Rivali is a jerk about it. Urbosa is very practical and says, Okay, well, it doesn't matter, we'll figure something else out. Um and Mifa kind of <laughs> ignores what Urbosa just said and says tries to give the advice when I'm doing healing, when I'm exercising my magic power. I am, I, I think about, and she's trying to say, I think about how much I'm in love with Link. She doesn't get right. a chance because there's an earthquake right at that moment. There is. Um, but this is actually important advice for Zelda. Um, although if you're watching this cutscene, the first, like alone, before you see all the other cutscenes, you might just think that it's just the only significance is that it's saying that Mifa is in love with Link. Um, this is kind of a cutscene that's real easy to run into first. Yeah, yeah. I believe it's it very was close the first to Kakariko. Yeah. So like you're way out of sequence at this point, like seeing like this event before any of the other events. It's very interesting how you can approach that. And they did such a good job with that, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um we should take a step back and say they have this thing where you see all the little chapters in any order, depending on how you run around the world. And you're able to, without um, like having the game put them into chronological order, although it d- does, you're able to piece together the story of Link and Zelda becoming friends and then this mm-hmm. problem happening. Um, Mifa is giving good advice. And in fact, the specific <laughs> of uh, focusing on her feelings for Link would be very good advice for Zelda, but she doesn't get a chance to say it out loud. Calamity Ganon has already woken up. Why did Calamity Ganon wake up right then? Doesn't matter. He woke up right then because Mifa was about to say the answer to the problem. Right. He woke up because he sensed the dramatic irony. He said, if Mifa gets that last word out, then Zelda will be able to seal me correctly. And that makes me mad. Uh yeah okay that's and the so whole, so, okay whole scene. we're oh the, the whole, then, then oh. it's like we're gonna go get to our divine beast and 
Like, we should hide you, Zelda. And she says, no, I'm going to go figure something out. Yes. And I struggle to comprehend what she thinks she's going to do in that moment. Well, at this point, uh, like, this has just happened. And, like, Project, like, use robots to fight Ganon is probably still on the table. Mm. So maybe she's like, okay, well, I'm going to go try and crawl inside one of those guardians and go to town. I suppose, yeah. Or something, or she's got some plan probably connected to that, is my guess. Uh, yeah. But then we go to cutscene 12, and we find out that that didn't work. Oh, yeah. Uh, we miss a lot. <laughs> I was thinking about that. There is, like, a huge chunk missing of, like, the actual, like, downfall of the plan. Um, we never, yeah. Which ahead. is, like, good, it's, it's effective storytelling, right? To leave all that off stage, because what you really want to talk about is Link and Zelda. Yeah, if this is her story of her dealing with this stuff, seeing, like, the the big climax gotcha moment is not necessary. Mm-hmm. We don't need to see all the Guardians changing color. Right. Because we just know what that is. You would see that in a superhero movie. I think you see it in Age of Calamity. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, there you go. Which, which is kind of a superhero Well, it movie. is, isn't it? Wow. <laughs> kind of. Um... They're running through the woods in the rain, and Link, th- this really strikes me. Link has the Master Sword out and is holding it ahead of him as he runs, which, does he do that if you have a sword drawn when you run in this game? I don't think so. No, I, I think, think that when like... you run, you sheath your sword. Yeah, I think that's right. So, yeah, 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 this yeah. is, it's really weird and it seems dangerous. Well, it's dangerous times. I guess. <laughs> He, uh, there's a, we zoom in on, oh, Zelda's dress is all ruined. Yep. Keep that in mind. It will be ruined for a while and then it will be clean again. Mm -hmm. Um, she falls down and then she has a sad about, and she tells us all the bad stuff that happened so we don't have to see it happen. Yep. And I don't think anything else happens in this, right? She just says that she's sad. She just explains that, hey, everything went really bad, and I'm very sad about it. Yep. And she gives, a, she gives a big cry and hugs Link. Yeah. And then we all say, aww. Yeah, it's sad. This is the memory that is stupidly hard to find. It's a little tricky to find. The photo is just of a forest. And it it is covered by trees, so you can't see it from any kind of distance. Uh-huh. You have to be going down this road that doesn't really go anywhere. It doesn't. I I was looking at that. I'm like, there's like a path through, but it just leads to the side of the river where there's nothing there. It's mm-hmm. very funny. Um, Extremely created to be this like MacGuffin area. Yeah, yeah. I wonder where, can we imagine where they are running from or to in this scene? Absolutely not. Because hmm. they're running like towards Hyrule Castle, I think. I don't know. I don't remember. They wouldn't to run toward them. Hyrule Castle. That would be a bad idea. Well, they, they must be running away to get to... They must be Kakariko heading south because, yeah, they're yeah. heading toward Kakariko. Um, uh, okay, scene 13? Okay, scene 13. Uh, okay, so, so scene 13 is the one where you've gotten the previous 12 scenes and you have checkmarked all the little pictures uh, and now you go back to Impa. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's like, oh, wow, you found them all. Okay, cool. So in the event of you finding them all, 
uh, Zelda went to Kinko's and printed out <laughs> this photo as the final memory. She said to go find this one last. And it's a photo of the, the, the blast, blant, blant, what's it called? I don't know. Blatchery Plain. I wrote uh, which is like the, Battle of the Pelennor Fields in the dock. That's the second Lord of the Rings reference. That's right. Um, but it's Blatchery Plain. It's like the plane in front of Fort Hateno where yeah, a big battle happened. Right. And we and, have we have all the wreckage of that battle. So it's a good place to have the memory of a battle. She ex- Impa explicitly says it'll take half a day to get there. It's <laughs> like, it's pretty close. Which I'm like, oh, that's, I wonder if that works out, but I don't care enough to check. Oh. It's here, you get this memory, and then you get, like, the most important memory, which is where Link is, like, all messed up. The Master Sword is all messed up. Yes, the Master Sword is messed up here. Um, He is, it's weird because Link is standing in front of Zelda. Zelda says, Link, just go on without me, save yourself. And (laughs) he can barely stand... What what do you want him to do, and what do you want to do? This is a line that would have been voiced by Link had voice talk had Link been able to yes. talk. Uh, it would make a lot of sense for him to or like, or you know, start the scene with her saying, "No, I won't go." Yeah, um, because he's he's standing firm to defend Zelda. That's his job. That, that, um, that, the that, guardians are all over the place, and one is aiming a laser. And we as players know how scary those lasers are. <laughs> they are very scary, yes. So this is a very good visceral moment in this non-interactive cutscene. Um, but as the laser is about to fire on our heroes and reduce them to dust, uh, Zelda's Triforce hand activates. And she does a targeted electromagnetic pulse. Yep. And all the guardians in the vicinity stop working. Yep. Saving Fort Hateno. Saving Fort Hateno. Not saving Link, who falls down right then. Yeah. And it's very easy to read this as, whoops, that electromagnetic pulse also killed Link. I didn't. I did not read it that way. But I didn't read it like, that way Link's until I watched it most recently. Because <laughs> like he seems like he can still stand up until right after this explosion of light happens. He's also been, like, stabbed a million times. He's mm. pretty messed up. Then, uh, as she's, like, weeping over him, some Sheikah guys appear. No. What? No, that's not what happens first. First, oh, the sword duh, talks. Sorry, sorry. First, the sword talks. I know this is this your is main thing. Deal. Yeah, this is a big deal. So, uh, Fi wakes up. <laughs> After... <laughs> millennia and unknown amounts of time the spirit of the the actual master sword wakes up and says oh hey what's up zelda what uh it does like the the her sound effect from skyward sword specifically that's very good um and she talks to zelda and zelda can hear her and she's like what and fi like explains what zelda needs to do Mm -hmm. it's really weird to think of the master sword as a sentient sword um, because that's a very new thing in the context of Zelda, right? Right. You have to then string that out over all the games where mm-hmm. the Master Sword has been through a lot. Uh-huh. Um, not only a At lot point, of just... <laughs> like getting stabbed into things, 
but a lot of being dormant inside rocks or inside a guy's skull. <laughs> yes, that was my point was going to be. <laughs> or a guy's skull that becomes a rock. Mm. Yeah, it's it's weird to think about, and this is the first game post Skyward Sword for them to do anything with that. And they do it in really subtle ways, which is good, because Fi is a character that everybody bristled against <laughs> uh, real hard. Yeah, and I I I think it's good. I think it's good. Mm-hmm. Um, the Master Sword itself is weird. The whole <laughs> my quick Skyward Sword tirade is that like Skyward Sword supposed to be the origin of the Master Sword, but the Master Sword just already exists. It's just not the Master Sword yet in that game. Well, you find another sword, and Fi's there, and she's like, "Well, if we do some quests, I can become the Master Sword if you want that, and you want that." There are... I'm telling you what to do. There always has to be another sword before that sword. Uh, Swords always... uh, What do you think swords come from? They come from previous swords. (laughs) Please kickstart my game about sentient swords. Do you Uh, get to date the swords? If you want. All right. Actually, yeah, that has to be in there. Okay, but yeah, she talks to Zelda and Zelda and her... Zelda like un- instantly understands what to do. She she's telling Zelda to put Link in the Shrine of Resurrection, right? Yeah, she's okay. like, "Yo, you guys, you have a sh- it's literally called the Shrine of Resurrection. What are you doing? Just put him there. It's fine." Yeah. Stop crying. That's not look really Fi's personality. Life, look at your choices. That's not that's not Fi's personality in the original game, but also it's been a, like several millennia. So yeah, who knows? we could. <laughs> you know what? When she starts talking again in Breath of the Wild two, <laughs> she can be. And as I just said, a uh, sassy gay friend, she could do that. I want that. I want uh, that. But she could be anything funny. now. Uh-huh. I, I guess th- you would have to be like really grizzled, cynical sword. Uh, because you've been alive for longer than any living thing. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um, anyway, that, okay, that'll be then... in Metroid Prime 4. Exactly. Then the Impa Some Bros. Shika the, the, the Shika Bros. Show showed up. up. They hop in, <laughs> and they have they nar- voices. They, nar- they, they, they Naruto their way into the scene. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and then they, and then Zelda, who now has the plan laid out to her, is like, mm-hmm. okay, you guys need to take him to the Shrine of Resurrection. I'm going to go deal with stuff. And she says to the Sheikah, her life is now in, or his life is now in your hands. And she's staring right into the camera when she says this. And yep. it's like, wait, I'm... I get to control Link. His life is in my hands. Yeah. I can make him jump into lava. Symmetry. (laughs) Um, I was going to say, oh, it's weird, though, because we know that uh, Pura and Robbie actually end up putting him into the shrine. Or Pura, Robbie, and and Impa. They're the ones who deposit him there. So these mooks are given this task and his life is in your hands and they say absolutely not and they give it to the actual <sighs> named characters. Right. And you know what? I'm wondering if it should have been Young Impa here. They weren't going to put a Young Impa in the game at this point. I guess. That would be a good retcon, though. <laughs> now that we have Young Impa model. Oh, I don't want to think about, like definitive edition breath of the wild where they start adding stuff in uh yes you that, do you want to think be, about that i do want to think about it but that'll <laughs> that won't be nintendo's thing that'll be like the modders will right right make that happen <laughs> they just modded entire dungeons into place it's like we just put the water temple in there for fun um they will uh because they hate fi 
they will remove the sword blowing and the noise and they'll let Zelda, the like protagonist, come up with the idea herself and she'll say out loud to herself, oh wait, there's a shine of resurrection. Uh, I don't know what the general tenor on Skyward Sword is these days. Probably not any better, but... That's the other thing I want to say before we finish with the last scene. Okay. The cutscenes here really tell a story where Zelda is the protagonist, right? Yeah, her name's in the title. <laughs> um, And because these kind of... Because, like, the story of the actual gameplay is so vague and stuff, this ends up feeling like the story of Breath of the Wild, right? Yeah, it totally is. Absolutely. And so you get a really weird thing where... The protagonist, and I think she does qualify as protagonist in other ways mm-hmm. uh, besides just getting to talk the most in the cutscenes. Um, the protagonist is this lady who is off stage waiting for the deuteragonist to suck it up and like come combine with her. And when I put it that way, it sounds dumb. But I think it works. I think this game works as a game where you are, uh, in a certain sense, the sidekick to Yeah. Zelda. Yeah, extremely. Extremely that. I mean, you're the vessel for... You are you're the vessel for the player to help Zelda accomplish yeah. the goals. Yeah. So we uh, don't get a game with playable Zelda, but we get a game where Zelda, can, Zelda sets the plot in motion. Zelda carries the plot forward. Uh, yeah. Zelda is the most important person. Exactly. And it's it is a legend of her, I would say. Probably yeah, sure. Yeah, I would say yeah. It's okay. Good. There's one final cutscene that I always forget as part of this. Now, yeah, I forgot too. So do you activate this at the Deku Tree? This is you get this when you draw the sword. Oh, okay, okay. That's when the other you... thing I want to say before we get to this. Okay. The promotional stuff for this game was really big into the idea of, look at the Master Sword. It's all rusted and pitted and ruined. And that symbolized that this Zelda is way off in some sort of post-apocalyptic future. Um, We have forgotten all about the Master Sword. We have not washed this thing in years. And... Uh, then we find out in these cutscenes that actually the Master Sword was fine until a hundred years ago when it got messed up in a battle. So it's yeah. not rusted and pitted with age. It's just got used a lot. Yep. You needed needed a hundred years to rest up. Yeah. And isn't it it is ruined when you reach it in this game, right? And then when you pull it out it's good. I don't think it's ruined when you reach it in this game. I'm pretty huh. sure it's fine, but you just can't pull it because you need hearts. Yeah. You have to master using it. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so. um, And you know what? I, this is how dumb I am. Okay. If you had shook me out of bed and asked me how this scene goes, I would say that this is the scene where Zelda drags Link up to the Deku tree. Like Link's lifeless body. <laughs> that's how i remembered this no she does she definitely doesn't do that no um she takes the lifeless body of the master sword over to the deku tree 
And then she has a little talk with the tree. Who kind of has to be the one to do this, because he's like the only mythical creature that can talk in this setting. Oh, that's a good point. I was thinking, uh, other Zelda games have other, like, mystical, like, spirits and stuff around, but here you have the dragons that don't have speaking roles, and mm-hmm. the Deku tree, and that's it. Yes. That's he's kind interesting. Of the last, he's the kind of last vestige of that character archetype for now. Uh, we'll see what we'll see what happens we'll see what happens in the sequel but right now all the rest of them are either not speaking or skeletons yeah that's really interesting oh so she my goes gosh. to him sorry because he, I, now you're i'm tripping out on that so she has to go to him because he's the only character of that archetype left mm-hmm. and he happens to have a sword pedestal good and then i guess the fact that Zelda knows to go here, I guess, means that this is where they got the Master Sword before that first scene. That's the implication, and that's what Age of Calamity rolls with, is that it came from here. Okay. Uh, I don't know if that, yeah, that's probably, that's that's the implication, yeah. Uh, yeah, and so she puts it there. She says she has a plan. She's like, I gotta go take care of some stuff, tell Link. And then Dacre, she's like, no, 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 you'll be fine. Uh, you're, yes, you're you're, you're the main character. You're not going to die. You're fine. <laughs> well, and he says, "Don't you think you should?" Uh, when you tell him that you care deeply about him, or whatever she's going to say, I love Link. Um, you should you should he should hear it from you directly, which means that the Deku Tree, being very very wise, knows that Link is going to be in suspended animation for a hundred years. Uh-huh. And that Zelda will also be in suspended animation for just as long. Yep. Like, without Zelda saying any of the details of her plan, the Deku Tree understands all of it and he's is able to give her this advice. Yeah, he, he knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. And he's like, it'll be fine. Do your plan. Mm-hmm. It'll work out. Don't worry about it. And but- uh, I guess we're going to have to talk more about what that plan is when we get to the final battle yeah that's probably she's a good more time to explicit talk about, about what she has done yeah yeah i think so i think that's a good place to talk about that okay uh, uh do you but... want to talk about the master sword some more or should we do the end of the episode we could probably do the end of the episode i don't really have much more to say just it's i think i got through what i was going to get through it's just okay the master sword becoming a character is a very new development and i think it's fine well, I wanted to start thinking about the different places where the Master Sword rests in between games. But I feel I, like that would be a bad way to end this episode. I think that that's yeah, too big of a conversation for this particular episode. Maybe we can touch on that somewhere else. But Okay. I think um, this is good for now. Then this is the end of this episode. Uh, what are you going to do next in this game, Zach? Uh, before I get too involved doing any end games and DLC stuff, I have like a surprising amount of side quests delinquent in my side quest log. Oops. So I kind of want to clear that out. I gotta, you know, take care of that to-do list before I give myself a new to-do list. Are you going to do all the side quests or just the interesting ones? Please let it be the second answer. Uh, I, I think all of them, but you know. Well, we don't have to cover all of them in detail, I guess. Uh, we probably will. Some of them I don't want to talk about. Uh, probably too bad. I don't have anything specific in mind when I say that. I just don't want to talk about every side quest. He 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 he.